0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Pod. Hey, did you ever wonder about NASA and you've thought to yourself, hey, they launch rockets to Saturn, to Mars, to outer space, Uh, but you know they have satellites that are looking back at Earth, and some of those satellites monitor the weather. So I'm going to talk about today um, something from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory at NASA. This is a NASA press release, so it'll sound like a press release, but we're going to talk about um, the, uh, the El Nino that's going to be happening this year, and how there's going to be flooding this year, um, extra flooding, because of El Nino, and NASA knows this because of the satellites up in the sky. So let's get into it, and let's start talking about El Nino, and also El Nino brings gigantic snowstorms as well and i live in the northeast so i'm expecting a possible gigantic snowstorm this season so i'm gonna bundle up we're gonna get some snow tomorrow or actually this morning we're supposed to get some snow because i'm recording this pretty late to get this out for you guys in the morning so uh sit back relax and we're gonna go over this press release from nasa and it talks about el nino so here we go such high tide flooding that inundates roads and buildings along the west coast of the Americas tends to be uncommon outside of El Nino years. But that could change by the 2030s. An analysis by NASA's sea-level change science team finds that if a strong El Nino develops this winter, cities along the western coast of the Americas could see an increase in the frequency of high-tide flooding that could swamp roads and spill into low-lying buildings. Now, El Nino is a periodic climate phenomenon characterized by higher-than-normal sea level, and warmer-than-average ocean temperatures along the equatorial Pacific. Now, these conditions can spread poleward along the western coasts of the Americas. El Niño, which is still developing this year, can bring more rain than usual to the U.S. southwest and drought to countries in the western Pacific, like Indonesia. Now, these impacts typically occur in January through March. And The NASA analysis finds that a strong El Niño could result in up to five instances of a type of flooding called a 10-year flood event this winter in cities including Seattle and San Diego. I used to live in San Diego. It was a great place. Now, places like uh, La Libertad and Beltra in in, uh, Ecuador could get up to three of these 10-year flood events this winter. And this type of flooding doesn't normally occur along the west coast of the Americas outside of El Nino years. The researchers note that by the 2030s, Rising seas and climate change could result in these cities experiencing similar numbers of 10-year floods annually, with no El Nino required. Uh, Phil Thompson, an oceanographer at the University of Hawaii and a member of NASA's sea-level change science team, said, I'm a little surprised that the analysis found these 10-year events could become commonplace so quickly. I would have thought maybe by the 2040s or the 2050s. Now, 10-year floods are those that have a one in ten chance of occurring in any given year. They're a measure of how high local seed levels become. The extent of flooding in a particular city or community depends on several factors, including a region's topography and the location of homes and infrastructure relative to the ocean. Ten-year floods can result in what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration classifies as moderate flooding, with some inundation of roads and buildings and the possible need to evacuate people or move belongings to higher ground. And NASA's coastal flooding analysis finds that by the 2030s, during strong El Nino years, cities on the west coast of the Americas could see up to 10 of these 10-year flood events. And by the 2050s, strong El Ninos may result in as many as 40 instances of these events in a given year. Now, water expands as it warms. So sea levels tend to be higher in places with warmer water. And researchers and forecasters monitor ocean temperatures as well as water levels to spot the formation and development of an El Nino. Uh, climate change is already shifting the baseline sea level along coastlines around the world, said Ben Hamlinton, a sea level researcher in NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Southern California and lead of the agency's sea level change science team. Sea levels are rising in response to planetary warming as Earth's atmosphere and ocean are heating up and ice sheets and shelves are melting. This has already increased the number of high tide or nuisance flooding days coastal cities experience throughout the year. Phenomena like El Ninos and storm surges, which temporarily boost sea levels, compound these effects. In missions that monitor sea levels, including the surface water and ocean topography, the SWAT satellite and Sentinel-6 Michael Freilich help to monitor El Ninos in the near term. Now SWAT in particular collects data on sea levels right up to the coast, which can help the uh, approval of sea level rise projections. Now, that kind of information could aid policymakers and planners in preparation for their communities for rising seas in the next decades. As climate change accelerates, some cities will see flooding 5 to 10 times more than often. SWAT will keep watch on these changes to ensure that coastal communities are not caught off guard, said Nadia Schiffer, SWAT program scientist and director of the Ocean Physics Program at NASA headquarters in Washington. Now, it seems like we only have a few years until more El Nino type of um, flooding starts to happen, these 10-year events. At 2050, it seems like it could be a real problem leading up to there. It seems like it could be a nuisance, but not like that big of a deal, but some flooding on the coastal region. So they're going to keep an eye on it. NASA is going to keep an eye on it, and we will keep you in touch with the latest about El Nino and also floods for this winter and also NASA Earth Science. So thank you so much for listening today. Uh, it's one o'clock in the morning right now. So please, uh, if you could hit the follow or the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now, really helps grow the show. So thank you so much for that. Always keep wondering and always take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you tomorrow.